0: Welcome to Songs of Praise from Three ABN Australia Radio.
1: Oh mm-hmm. So try
0: This is Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio.
1: The things that I love and hold dear to my heart Are just borrowed, they're not mine So remind me, remind me with patience bear thy cross of grief or pain leave to Change. faithful will remain be still my soul
0: Listening to songs of praise.
1: This is my father's world, and to my listening ear, all nature sings, and round me rings the music.
2: Stream of time, we have not long to stay. The stormy clouds of darkness will turn to brightest day. Then let us all take courage, for we're not left alone. The lifeboat soon is coming to gather the jewels home the lifeboat soon is coming by eye of faith i see as she sweeps through the waters to rescue you and me and land us safely in the port with friends we love so dear get ready cries the captain oh look she's almost here then cheer my brothers cheer our trials will soon be o'er our loved ones we shall meet shall meet Upon that golden shore We're pilgrims and we're strangers here We're seeking a city to come The lifeboat soon is coming To gather the jewels home Sometimes the devil tempts me And says it's all in vain To try to live a Christian life And walk in Jesus' name But then we hear the Master say I'll lend you a helping hand And if you'll only trust me I'll guide you to that land get on board while she is passing by but if you stand and wait too long you shall forever die the fare is paid for one and all the captain bids you come and get on board the lifeboat she'll carry you safely home then cheer my brothers cheer our trials will soon be o'er our loved ones we shall meet shall meet upon that golden shore we Rangers here we're seeking a city to come The lifeboat soon is coming To gather the jewels home The lifeboat soon is coming To gather
1: the jewels home. How do you describe a love that goes from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide? You know all our hopes, Lord, you know all our fears, and words cannot express the love we feel, but we long for you to hear. Listen to our heart, these listeners hear our spirit's theorist sing. A song of praise, a simple love. song of praise, you every deed you have, those you have we, need. Need. we will use the words we know
2: to tell you what an awesome God you are.
1: But words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our heart. If words can fall like rain From these lips of mine And if I had a thousand years or I would still run out of time If you listen to my heart Every beat will say Thank you for the life Thank you for the truth Thank you for the way That
2: simple song of praise who those you have you have We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not
1: enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our heart So listen to our heart oh, Hear we receive. It's a, a simple song of praise From those you have
2: been We will use the words we
1: know To tell you what an awesome God you are But words are not enough To tell you of our love So listen to us Words are not enough To tell you of our love don't so listen to our.
3: Redeemed through His infinite mercy His child and forever I am
1: Redeemed and so happy in Jesus No language my rapture can tell I know that the light of His presence With me doth continue Two My footsteps and giveth me song in the night redeem.
0: You're listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's Songs of Praise.
4: included
1: me, too. I'm so happy in Christ today that I go singing along my way. Yes, I'm so happy to know and say, Jesus included me, too. Jesus included me. Yes, he included me. When the Lord said, whosoever, he included me included me, yes, he included me, when the Lord said, whosoever, he included Jesus me. included me too. Gladly I read, whosoever may come to the fountain of life today, but when I read it, I always say, Jesus included me too jesus included me yes he included me when the lord said whosoever he included me jesus
2: included me
1: yes he included me when the lord said whosoever Spirit is saying Come Hear the bride Saying no longer wrong. No longer wrong. But I am sure While they're calling home, Jesus included me too Yes, He included me too. Free, come dreamers, a soul to thrill. Oh, with what joy my heart do my heart I to when He said, Whosoever will, Jesus, Jesus invites me. Too. Jesus included me. Jesus included me. Yes, He included me. When the Lord said, Whosoever He included me. Jesus included me. Yes, He included me when the Lord said, "Whosoever." He included me oh, when the Lord said, "Whosoever." He included me. Jesus included me too.
5: The angry crowd cried out to crucify. They nailed him to a rugged cross and left him there to die. They gambled for the royal robes he wore, not knowing they had crucified my Lord. He bore the sin and shame of all mankind. And as he hung there dying, I was on his mind. His sacrifice and love some don't appreciate. But I would like to speak and set the record straight.
1: That's my God.
4: fairy tale. He's just a myth or legend. His presence is not real. His word is not correct. living A changeless one Their lies cannot disprove The existence of God's Son Though some may be content To just sit by
0: been listening to Songs of Praise, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.
6: Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health, Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry of Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Rickards.
7: Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 23, Diet and Health. Subheading, Preparation of Food it is wrong to eat merely to gratify the appetite. But no indifference should be manifested regarding the quality of the food or the manner of its preparation. If the food eaten is not relished, the body will not be so well nourished. The food should be carefully chosen and prepared with intelligence and skill. For use in bread making, the superfine white flour is not the best. Its use is neither healthful nor economical. Fine flour bread is lacking in nutritive elements to be found in bread made from the whole wheat. It is a frequent cause of constipation and other unhealthful conditions. The use of soda or baking powder in bread making is harmful and unnecessary. Soda causes inflammation of the stomach and often poisons the entire system. Many housewives think that they cannot make good bread without soda, but this is an error. If they would take the trouble to learn better methods, their bread would be more wholesome and to a natural taste it would be more palatable. In the making of raised or yeast bread, milk should not be used in place of water. The use of milk is an additional expense and it makes the bread much less wholesome. Milk bread does not keep sweet so long after baking as does that made with water, and it ferments more readily in the stomach. Bread should be light and sweet. Not the least taint of sourness should be tolerated. The loaves should be small and so thoroughly baked that So far as possible, the yeast germs shall be destroyed. When hot or new, raised bread of any kind is difficult for the digestion. It should never appear on the table. This rule does not, however, apply to unleavened bread, bread without uh, yeast or rising. Fresh rolls made of wheaten meal without yeast or leaven and baked in a well heated oven are both wholesome and palatable. Grains used for porridge or mush should have several hours' cooking, but soft or liquid foods are less wholesome than dry foods, which require thorough mastication. Zweibark, or twice baked bread, is one of the most easily digested and most palatable of foods. Let ordinary raised bread be cut in slices and dried in a warm oven till the last trace of moisture disappears. Then let it be browned slightly all the way through. In a dry place, this bread can be kept much longer than ordinary bread. And if reheated before using, it will be as fresh as when new. Far too much sugar is ordinarily used in food. Cakes, sweet puddings, pastries, jellies, jams are active causes of indigestion. Especially harmful are the custards and puddings in which milk, eggs and sugar are the chief ingredients. The free use of milk and sugar taken together should be avoided. If milk is used, it should be thoroughly sterilised. With this precaution, there is less danger of contracting disease from its use. Butter is less harmful when eaten on cold bread than when used in cooking, but as a rule, it is better to dispense with it altogether. Hard cheese is still more objectionable. It is wholly unfit for food. The publishers have noted to the reader the reader will understand that the reference to cheese does not include cottage cheese or foods of a similar character which were ever recognised by the author as wholesome. Scanty, ill-cooked food depraves the blood by weakening the blood-making organs. It deranges the system and brings on disease with its accompaniment of irritable nerves and bad tempers. The victims of poor cookery are numbered by thousands and tens of thousands. Over many graves might be written, died because of poor cooking, died of an abused stomach. It is a sacred duty for those who cook to learn how to prepare healthful food. Many people are lost as a result of poor cookery. It takes thought and care to make good bread but there is more religion in a loaf of good bread than many may think. There are few really good cooks. Young women think that it is menial to cook and do other kinds of housework, and for this reason many girls who marry and have the care of families have little idea of the duties devolving upon a wife and a mother. Cooking is no mean science and it is one of the most essential in practical life. It is a science that all women should learn and it should be taught in a way to benefit the poorer classes. To make food appetising and at the same time simple and nourishing requires skill, but it can be done. Cooks should know how to prepare simple food in a simple and healthful manner and so that it will be found more palatable as well as more wholesome because of its simplicity. Every woman who is at the head of a family and yet does not understand the art of healthful cookery should determine to learn that which is so essential to the well being of her household. In many places, hygiene cooking schools afford opportunities for instruction in this line. The person who has not the help of such facilities should put themselves under the instruction of some good cook and persevere in their efforts for improvement until they are in charge of the culinary art. Regularity in eating is of vital importance. There should be a specified time for each meal. At this time, let everyone eat what the system requires and then don't eat anything more until the next meal. There are many who eat when the system needs no food, at irregular intervals and between meals, because they have not sufficient strength of will to resist the inclination. When travelling, some are constantly nibbling, if anything eatable is within their reach. This is very injurious to the health. If travellers would eat regularly of food that is simple and nutritious, they would not feel so great weariness nor suffer so much from sickness. Another pernicious habit is that of eating just before bedtime. The regular meals may have been eaten, but because there is a sense of faintness, more food is eaten. By indulgence, this wrong practice becomes a habit and often so firmly fixed it is thought impossible to sleep without food. As a result of eating late suppers, the digestive process is continued through the sleeping hours. But though the stomach works constantly, its work is not properly accomplished. The sleep is often disturbed with unpleasant dreams, and in the morning the person awakes unrefreshed and with little relish for breakfast. When we lie down to rest, the stomach should have its work all done, that it, as well as the other organs of the body, may enjoy rest. For persons of sedentary habits, late suppers are particularly harmful. With them, the disturbance created is often the beginning of disease that ends in death. In many cases, the faintness that leads to a desire for food is felt because the digestive organs have been too severely taxed during the day. After disposing of one meal, the digestive organs need rest. At least five or six hours should intervene between the meals. And the most persons who give the plan a trial will find that two meals a day are better than three. Subheading: Wrong conditions of eating. Food should not be taken very hot or very cold. If food is cold, the vital force of the stomach is drawn upon in order to warm it before the digestion can take place. Cold drinks are injurious for the same reason, while the free use of hot drinks is debilitating. In fact, the more liquid there is taken with the meals, the more difficult it is for the food to be digested, for the liquid must be absorbed before the digestion can begin. Do not eat a lot of salt. Avoid the use of pickles and spiced foods. Eat an abundance of fruit, and the irritation that calls for so much drink at mealtime will largely disappear. Food should be eaten slowly and should be thoroughly masticated. This is necessary in order that the saliva in the mouth may properly be mixed with the food and the digestive fluids be called into action. Another serious evil is eating at improper times, as after violent or excessive exercise, when one is much exhausted or heated. Immediately after eating, there is a strong demand upon the nervous energies, and when mind or body is heavily taxed, just before or just after eating, digestion is hindered. When one is excited, anxious or hurried, it is better not to eat until rest or relief is found. The stomach is closely related to the brain, and when the stomach is diseased, the nerve power is called from the brain to the aid of the weakened digestive organs. When these demands are too frequent, the brain becomes congested. When the brain is constantly taxed and there is lack of physical exercise, even plain food should be eaten sparingly. At mealtime, don't be anxious about anything, do not feel hurried. But eat slowly and with cheerfulness, with your heart filled with gratitude to God for all his blessings. Many who discard flesh meats and other gross and injurious things think that because their food is simple and wholesome, they may indulge appetite without restraint, and they eat to excess, sometimes to gluttony. This is an error. That digestive organs should not be burdened with a quantity or quality of food which it will tax the system to digest. To be continued.
6: Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio.
8: I'm the two-tip lady, and I love giving simple tips to make life more simple. But I've got a question for you. Have you ever felt the sharp sting of criticism? Well, I surely have, and I bet you have too. My mother-in-law was a musician and a singer, and I'm a pianist, and she would tell me that the only way to avoid criticism was to never take the stage. Hmm, That's true indeed. She would often remind me that musicians are prime targets for criticism. It was played too slowly, too fast, too soft, too loud, too flamboyant, without any style, and so on and on and on and on. Sometimes the criticism would come immediately after a performance when I'd be on a high, and still in the musical atmosphere I'd just been creating Or it could be hurled in the moments when I'd be beating myself up anyway for my perceived failures. Because self-criticism can be the very worst kind. For a whole year, I would often remind myself, be kind to me in 2003. Sure, why not? That's when I started to learn to be kind to me. Mum-in-law used to say when she was alive, Marilyn, you must develop a tough hide. Then the stings don't lodge and hurt so much. But does criticism just happen to musicians? No way, it gets hurled at us at every aspect of life. So how to react in the moment? Simply smile and say, Thanks for your comment. I'll take that to heart. Then if it was a good point, remember it. And if it's just criticism without a constructive point just forget about it don't ruminate no chewing it over and over sometimes that person has had a dreadful day and you just happen to be first in line to catch their frustration so respond with grace and kindness they just may need it so that's my tip number one respond with grace and kindness how we respond to criticism is important we can grow so much because of criticism In fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5.8, we're reminded in everything give thanks. So even if the criticism is totally unfounded, or comes as it sometimes even does from perhaps a jealous heart, we can be thankful for the opportunity to grow in grace and kindness. I've been tempted to defend myself, and I sometimes have. And the only person who really was hurt and looked stupid was me. Some people though, are hyper-focused to look for flaws and they're bound to find them. There might be truth in what they say, so be humble and look for the gold in their criticism. So tip number two is simple. Be humble and look for the gold. And in doing that, we are going to grow. Tip number one, respond with grace and kindness Tip number two, be humble and look for the gold. So instead of reacting to criticism, we're going to develop dignity, grace and humility and life will pan out to be a lot more simple. So that's it from the Two-Tip Lady today.